This is Steve Fletcher of Small Talks Big Ideas with Steve. Great to have you here with us. We've got quite a show for you today. I'm excited to dig into the conversation we're about to have with our guest this afternoon. First off, if you're a new listener, want to make sure you know where you are, whom you're listening to, what we're doing here. This is, again, Small Talks Big Ideas with Steve. I am Steve Fletcher. Uh, yours truly, I come to you from Low Country Local First. We are a local economic development nonprofit based right here in the Low Country of South Carolina. Uh, we're all about advocating for and supporting local independent businesses, of which there are thousands here in the eight counties of the Low Country of SC. Uh, many of those businesses uh, are pretty wise, pretty clever, pretty smart because they have joined Low Country Local First and derived a, hopefully a bunch of benefits, a bunch of value from joining us. If you are a local independent business, come on, join us. The, the added value of that is you're supporting a, a nonprofit, Low Country Local First, and we're finding a bunch of ways to support you, get you connected with other local businesses. It's all about localism. Speaking of localism, this is a project of Low Country Local First, this show is, but this show is made possible by Ohm Radio, the incredible uh, community-powered, community-centric radio station here in Charleston, South Carolina. It is commercial-free, and that is only due to the goodwill and support of listeners like you. I sound like uh, PBS or something. Remember growing up, you, you watch PBS, they talk about like the Helena Rubenstein Foundation. That Helena Rubenstein Foundation, I'll tell you. They, uh, they know what's up. They're supporting the, the gems out there. Anyway, I'm straying, but that's because we're filling up an hour and we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, and I'm holding you captive. You're driving around, you're grabbing lunch, you're listening in, you're trying to learn a little bit about our local business ecosystem here, all right? And I am bringing you those folks. If you haven't ever checked out a chiropractic experience locally, man, after this show, you're going to know somebody who knows a thing or two about chiropractic. I am here with the incredible Dr. Seth Strauss of a local independent business and practice called Ideal Posture and Spine based right here in the low country. I can already tell this guy, though we've just met and we've chatted here and there a little bit in the past, but though we've just met, I can already tell this individual is a wealth of information, maybe a little comedic relief, and an abundance of of follicles on top of his head. I'm very jealous. Uh, in any case, we're going to swing the mic over to Dr. Seth Strauss for him to do a little introduction of himself, who he is, what the business is all about. And then we'll start to dig a little bit deeper, pull back some of the layers of the onion. But for now, <laughs> Dr. Seth, talk to us. Who are you? What brings you here? What's going on with your day today? Cheers, Steve. Thank you so much for having me on, number one. And number two, I love talking about myself, not really. Mm. So it's always <laughs> <laughs> so it's always a little bit tough, you know, like going, okay, who am I? Where did I come from? Sure, big so, question. Yeah, big question, right? So I'm going to try and keep it very concise okay. if, if I can. Sure. Um, so I'm originally from Cape Town, South Africa. Wow. Uh, I grew up in a pretty dysfunctional household, um, okay. experienced a lot of not only physical pain, mm. emotional pain, all of that. Okay. Um, and then, you know, I lost my father at about 13 from a heart attack at 47. Oh, geez. And um, I pretty much broke my back at about 17. 
Now, growing up as a rugby like player, phys- physically broke oh, your yeah. back. Oh yeah, bro. Okay, wow. And nice. yeah, it, it it yeah, it's yikes. But it's how, did, like, how did that happen? Do you mind me asking? Or? Rugby, rugby. Um, okay. So it wasn't an acute trauma. Like it didn't happen. Like boom on the spot. Okay. It was just over time. I had weaknesses, and I was a very early developer. Like, even at 12 years old, I was a head taller than anybody mm. in my class. And I was like 180 pounds just running through yep. kids like it was nothing. <laughs> Not, yeah. didn't really set you up for success in the long run, <laughs> right? <laughs> because then when you, get a, when you get a little older, everybody catches up. Right. Um, but regardless, you know, um, I don't think any of that is negative. I think those experiences is what created who I am today. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's how um, I'm very involved with a couple of nonprofits as well. And one's for addicts like i grew up in the music scene like like we spoke about and um you go through a lot of these things so i've had a lot of experiences in my life that has helped me to figure out ways to get myself better Hmm. and i'm on a continuous journey to never stop learning and growing Hmm. now information is valuable if it's applied into action Hmm. otherwise it's what you call a jacuzzi experience. You go in the jacuzzi, you hear the information, and you bugger off, and then what? There's there's no sustainability to right, that. Right, um, right. Now, let's yeah. not knock on jacuzzis. <laughs> L- love me a good jacuzzi experience, but I, yes. I, I, I like the cut of your jib. I catch your like drift. 100%. Like, love a jacuzzi <laughs> experience, but... We want to apply information. so Weave it into the longer-term lifestyle. Yes, sir. Got it. And a lot of times what I find now is a lot of people, I'm going to get back to my story, but a lot of people, what they're experiencing is information overload. They've got 10 Instagram gurus they're Mm. listening to and then three functional medicine doctors and this, that, and the other. And it's like, yo, just stop. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get a good outcome. Okay. It's it's too much information overload without taking, uh, without being savage with a simple mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think that's where we miss the boat a lot of times so mm-hmm. for me too you know i've gone through all these studies i'm a published researcher i've done all these things and then i'm like okay what actually matters sure um so for myself going through that experience you know um when when i really broke my back i think that's when i had my first aha moment well before that, when my dad died, I had my first aha moment. Like, okay, what can I do to maybe not end up in the same situation? You know, how do I apply myself? And that's when I started taking, like, I, w- I would say more control, uh, more responsibility. Sure. For my own health. Okay. And what did that look like? That meant getting up in the morning, going for runs, doing push-ups, doing, like, very simple things. Yeah. But things I've never actually done. Hmm. And then getting into a rhythm with that. You know, and then by seven, by 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 about the end of eighteen, nineteen, I was in a good routine with all of those things, even with a broken back. Like, it took them a while to figure that out. I went to like the top author, like orthos, all of this, because I was in the one of the top rugby schools in South Africa. Wow. What's, the, what's the name of the school you're so, at? So, so the name it's it's, it's in Stellenbosch, which is a, a town. Okay. Um, about forty-five minutes away from Cape Town. Okay. It's like one of the prettiest wine towns mm, okay. in South Africa. Very cool. Um, so the, the school is called Paul Ruiz Gymnasium. Okay. It's an all-boys Ivy League school. Okay. And they do wine and rugby very well. Yes. 
South, South Africa does seems wine and sim- rugby amazingly. Seems symbiotic at yeah, first glance. Okay. Exactly, exactly. And so you're now, uh, growing up, you're in rugby from presumably a young age because you're now playing at an elite level by 16, Well, 17. yeah, I mean, we start playing at about four. Wow. And it's all barefoot rugby okay. until you're about 12, and then you put your first pair of cleats on. Got it. Which is interesting, too. You know, growing up in South Africa, even our primary school, we don't have middle school. We've got primary and high school. Mm-hmm. And our primary school, no shoes. Wow. Insane, right? No shoes and, playing rugby. Yeah, dude. Like, coming to America blew my mind. Um, I remember my first year, 22, right, by myself. First six months was hard. I was crying back to my mom. I'm like, Mom, sure. can I come home, please? <laughs> I, like, this is like it's, it's too much for me. Yeah. I mean, you're by yourself. Yeah, you know, it's you've cult- never... It's a culture shock. Cultural shock, yeah. And my one friend, Jamie, um, who I love and adore, he picked me up in his truck and he's like, yeah, we're going to go food shopping. And I'm, I don't, I'm not wearing shoes. And he's like looking at me like, dude, where's your shoes? Yeah. I'm like, why do you need shoes? <laughs> so you didn't mean just no shoes during rugby. You meant like going shoeless was, was a part of, was, was, was more a normal part of your everyday life. Oh, yeah, for sure. Where you were living in dude, South You Africa. would walk to the grocery, sh- to the grocery store. Right, we say shop, which is a little mm-hmm. confusing. Um, and yeah, you just go by, you just be barefoot through all of the experience. So we'll get to all that. I mean, I, I think it's fascinating. <laughs> you, you have a lot of, there's a lot of chapters we could dig into. No, and I certainly want to, and we've got plenty of time for it. We, we know that. But I want to I wanna backtrack just a minute to that. You're, you're 16, 17, 18, right? An impressionable, pivotal time in most people's lives, right? You're, 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 you're changing. You're, you're vulnerable emotionally, physically. Um, but you had the added stressor or obstacle or opportunity um, of there's something physically wrong with me, right? Almost like at like physically my core in a way. It's like my back, right? It's the nucleus of who I am, what I am, how I carry myself. What does that do to someone in that stage of life? Like to walk me now past that issue. They've now discovered there's a problem. Now walk me through where you head from there emotionally, spiritually, and then eventually professionally. So at first, it's devastating. Mm-hmm. It broke me. I think it broke my ego too, you know? Hmm. Um, I remember getting up almost every single morning trying to go for a run and about a minute and a half in hunched over screaming and crying oh, out of pain. But next day I show up again. I go again and I try again. Um, so that was devastating. It was also devastating that um, my final, my senior year essentially of rugby, I missed. Hmm. due to this injury which means my chances of going pro was pretty much out the door where my whereas my little brother played professional rugby at an international level for 15 years wow and in south africa you go typically from senior year of high school directly to pro if you're good enough if you're good enough and i was one of the top flankers which is a position in rugby i was playing like under 17 for like under 17 for the major franchise in cape town okay and then due to all of this like all of that pretty much just like went away, you wow. know, and that's, uh, and that, that's crushing. That was, yeah. That's that was at the time it was crushing. It was like, okay, that's not, that's not great. Um, but again, it's your brother's I, older or younger, younger. Okay. Yeah. So and, he hadn't yet matriculated to the professional leagues, but he was on that path. Correct. And, okay. and um, well, the story, we'll, we'll get into that story sure. because it's, it's a good story of contrast. Okay. To really understand, you know, and especially because I coach, a l- I coach um, Oceanside Rugby, 
Hmm. I first started coaching Bishop England, then I coached the men's team. Now I coach Oceanside. Okay. You're talking and about here now yeah, in the Charleston yeah, yeah. area, like okay. in Charleston. Cool. And um, there's there's a big lesson there. Okay. For for anybody that wants to listen, there's okay. a big lesson there. Okay. We'll pull focus on that in a minute, but yeah, um, continue on your stream. Sorry. And about so that. Um, no, it's okay. So for an, for about a year and a half, struggling, you know, and it's um, one of my teachers. She came to me randomly, and she just gave me a business card and goes, "Go see this guy." Hmm. And he was a chiropractor, and I had absolutely no idea what a chiropractor was or did, nor did I care. I was on my last straw. I'm like, cool, whatever. I'm just going to show up there and see what happens. And this big South African, he spoke to me about the spine. He spoke to me about my... He, he was the first one to take x-rays. Hmm. Huh. I mean, and the first x-rays you've yeah, ever taken. Yeah, dude, like insane, yeah. like insane. Mm -hmm. I've got all this back pain. Nobody takes an x-ray and looks at it, right. you know? So he explains all of that to me. He walks me through the process and he adjusts me and miraculously, I have no pain. Hmm. After that one... One adjustment. Wow. Uh, I don't, I'm not saying that's going to happen for, sure. for every sure. listener. But just but in your... This was in your experience. But I do also find that experience true for all the younger children I work with. Hmm. Anybody that's a teenager, like any athlete yeah. as a teenager... I have adjusted. It's an automatic, like, hmm. boom, I feel amazing. Everything is done. Everything is, is gone. Is somewhat a function of resilience. I think so. I, I think the body still has that ability hmm. to just bounce back compared to 30 years of rust that's dug in. Mm, and bad habits. And bad yeah. habits and yeah. all those things that just Interesting. It, it compounds, like finances. I got to explain that to patients all day. Yeah. Your health compounds. Wow. So you reserve time on a daily basis to deserve health. You don't have health. Health is not something you tangibly can go, oh, I can feel it. I've mm -hmm. got it. Mm -hmm. That's such a silly right. notion. Unless you're we on, have. yeah, psilocybin or some sort of uh, mind expanding. Uh, I don't know. It's not that sort of show. I'm just sort of uh, wondering about that. But yes, I'm, health is not I'm tangible fully, in the way this desk is. But, Great but, point. But, I'm, but I'm, I'm fully into those experiences and I'm fully into people who want to go outside the box because I have. Yeah. Because of how, because of my upbringing. Love it. Well, that's on Small Talk's enormous ideas. That's at 12.30 a.m. So, but we'll, we'll bring you back in for that show. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's an after, after hours experience. But I want to talk more about the, this idea that what you're getting at is incredible. This idea of compounding health. And we're speaking, right, with, with folks in the business world, right? The, the, the dollars and cents to them is from, they eat it for breakfast to get more metaphorical again, right? And, and sort of ludicrous. But the fact of the matter is they're thinking about how to maximize, optimize profits, minimize expenses, project cash flow every minute of every day. So if you can exactly. speak to them in, in, with this lexicon, with this vernacular, it probably will start to hit home, right? I mean, that's already resonating with me as you're talking about, well, compounding health and thinking about your health that way is what a, what a powerful tool and a powerful lens. So walk me now, 17, 18, 19, 20, you've had this aha moment, right? You've had a few, obviously, as in your own words, but in terms of your uh, eventual alignment with your current profession, it sounds like, Breaking your back, going in and having a chiropractor make some alignments and some provide some educated, you know, information, custom fit for you and your experience was like, wow. I mean, I 
that would be that would be akin to feeling like you've just seen a magical healer. But of course, we know it's not magical healing. It's all based in truth and science, etc. Um, I want to hear from your perspective. Then, I mean, fast forward me through that epiphanous experience, all the way to putting yourself on a track to become a chiropractor. Okay, so yeah, so that whole experience obviously was profound in my life. So I worked with Dr. Chris Miller in Stellenbosch um, for about another year, you know, on and off, just on some things. But he took me under his wing. He sat down with me over lunch. He taught me all these outside-the-box principles, if you will, Mm. Because um, I was studying sports physiology at Stellenbosch University, which is like a mixture of personal training and high performance training okay. for athletes. Sure. You know, so your two options after that was to do your masters in either high performance or biokinetics, which is more hospital-based rehab and all of that. Okay. Um, but he took me under his wing and basically the guy who took you under his wing not, is not the gentleman who practiced on you. This is a, is no, a professor. Th- no, this oh. was the guy. Oh, this who was the chiropractor yeah, who aligned you. He's like, hey man, let's let's chat about this. Let's get to know each other. I see. And he knew, uh, and he knew, like he was very prominent in the in the Stellenbosch scene and the it. rugby scene. Okay. So he knew who I was. Got it. Um, he worked with a lot of the Western Province boys and mm-hmm. that. And he's like, okay, cool. Well. Um, what, what are your plans yeah. with rugby? You became a follower. You became an apprentice yeah. of sorts. And he's okay. like, what are your plans with rugby? And I go, well, I don't really have any plans, you know, because um, I'd, I'd have to work myself back into the pro levels. That would take about two to three years. Um, and he goes, well, do you just want to go, do you want to, do you maybe want to go study chiropractic and like be on a full scholarship? I'm like, hmm. yeah. Full scholarship Absolutely. sounds good. Absolutely. <laughs> Why would I say no to that? Right. You know, growing up in growing up in a place like South Africa, um, coming to America is like a dream. Hmm. By the way, it's a dream come true, and I cannot express that this is an amazing country. Like, if you have grit and determination, you can make things happen. And pe- I don't think people even I know this is off mm-hmm. topic, but I don't no, think people can rea- people yeah. realize that. Yeah. Um, so coming over here, it was, yes, it was a culture shock. Yes, things are done differently. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I'm like, absolutely. I would love to, to take that opportunity and, and roll with it. So, yeah. And that's... So that you're, w- you're in Stalinbosch. Is that how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. You're in Stalinbosch. You are taken under the wing of this chiropractic great, right? This gentleman who's helped you, has kind of shown you the light in terms yeah, yeah. of what chiropractic can do. Mm-hmm. And now you've gone through the correct course path and trajectory and now you're graduated and you're now certified in south africa as a chiropractor no in okay. america okay so you 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 i did everything here after school you traveled here yes so, okay. so after i finished my undergraduate degree in stellenbosch that's when i came over here to finish my graduate degree in chiropractic got it okay right where'd um, you go for that life university okay it's in marietta georgia so Very my cool. first experience in america was marietta georgia okay it was how close to Atlanta is that? Uh, it's about I think twenty-five minutes. Minutes, okay. North. And so first U.S. experience is Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. And yeah. You, you you're like a are you a fish out of water? I mean, do you have familial f- friend support Nothing. groups, networks here? Nothing. Nothing. 
So talk to me about that, right? Because we'll eventually get to the fact you are a, you know, a successful, inspiring local independent business leader here in the Low Country. And we're, I say this quickly, not to be flippant, but to be truthful and to get to a lot of important information. You know, I've seen you speak, and and I know that your practice is doing really well. And I want to make sure folks know where to find you if they've got their own personal issues. But I want to zero in on like some key moments of your life and what brought you to this moment. You're now in Atlanta. You know no one. You have a chiropractic interest. Like walk me through what's going on next because you seem like you really got yourself together now, but you must have felt a little bit disjointed, right, at that moment to to, to, to oh, insert was, a chiropractic yeah, pun, if I may. It was very, it was very tough. Okay. It was probably the, one of the toughest Definitely one of the toughest experiences in my life. I know they say you go through about five or six pivotal transformations in your life. Mm. I feel like my my upbringing alone, and then, um, but that's that's for the late night show. We can get into <laughs> that. Um, yeah. My upbringing alone, and then coming to America, twenty two years old by myself yeah. was. Um, yeah, I, I remember coming in. It was a red eye flight, middle of the night. It's pitch black. You know, I get to the Atlanta airport, hmm. they pick me up in a van, <laughs> we drive an hour to Marietta or wherever, um, and they drop me off at the dorm room, hmm. cool, I mean, I sleep on the floor, yeah. you know, don't have a bed, nothing. Right. Um, it's like a birthing, right? I mean, it's pitch ooh, black. And then I, yeah. It's the sun comes up and you're the in The sun it. comes up and I'm in Marietta, Georgia, and I'm like, right. I'm like, New chapter. what is this? Just... Okay, and I don't mean this. I don't mean this in a bad way. There's beauty in everything, but coming from South Africa, where you're at a beach and a mountain at the same time, mm-hmm. it's it's a stark contrast. Sure, like it's not just a little bit different; it's a lot of bit different. Like the the main yeah. road of Marietta, for instance, is just a bunch of car like car dealerships. Mm-hmm. You know, I've sure. never seen something like that in my entire existence because we don't like back home. It like things aren't put like that right well i imagine you 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 show up in atlanta coming from where you were in where you're at in south africa and yeah it's a there was probably an immediate acknowledgement this is a very different environment physical like built environment i'm like it doesn't look like the movies steve Yeah, well, there's a lot of movies, but depicting a lot of different parts of the country. But yeah, and it's also a very diverse country, right? So I have friends, family who have come from other countries. Correct. And it's like, it's so contingent on, I I have German friends who I went through an MPA program with, uh, uh, where they first wound up was Charleston. It's where they first moved for various, for a litany of personal reasons. This is where they were coming, and then they ended up making a life here. But that's got to be incredible entirely different than first landing in Idaho or Chicago or LA or Morristown, New Jersey. I mean, there's all these places you could wind up and your experience of America is going to be very specifically and uniquely flavored by what region you're, you're coming to. I think the, I think the saving grace of all of that was um, that they had such a amazing rugby program. So oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why I came over. Got you it. Know, um, they even now Life University has the best rugby program in America. Really, mm-hmm. by far. Okay, and by so you you helped them maintain yeah. that title. Uh, yeah, we were like we had five. No South, we had five South Africans there, two New Zealand boys, oh, really? okay. two Australians, one Fijian, one Tongan. I mean, so you had a little slice of home right there on the team at Life correct. University. Correct. So, so now you're still thinking like, I want chiropractic to be a part of my life professionally, personally, et cetera. But I also want, I don't, I don't want to entirely leave behind 
what I've loved for years, which is rugby. Well, so so that that's part of the deal, right? They pay they pay my graduate degree, and I play rugby for them. Got it. So you're learning chiropractic and rugby, sort of allowing you to do that, correct? And vice versa, correct? And vice versa. Cool. So, um, amazing, yeah, amazing experience, um, in that sense. But the first six months was it was difficult, man. Like, I mean, my entire you're putting so shoes on at the shop. Correct. I mean. My entire. <laughs> exactly my entire experience was just six first six months i'm pretty sure i cried on the phone to my mom every single day mm. i'm like mom can i come home mom can i please come home please can i come my mom was like like my mom was just yeah, like what'd she say no hmm. she's like tough it out hmm. you'll be fine but i also grew up single mom three kids you know mm. so we weren't really coddled in any certain way. You'd be sick and she'd just look at you and be like, cool, the day goes on, go. <laughs> so <laughs> right, so same, right, thing, right. same mentality. She's like, Seth, just stick, stick with it. You'll be fine. In six months, you'll start being okay. And I, and I and was. You did, right? And I was. And I would say it took me about three years to really feel like it was home. Mm-hmm. You know, like to be comfy, comfy. Yeah. And be like, okay, I jive. I get the culture. I know how this works. That type of all that, right? I mean, because I, I mean, we all we all develop differently emotionally throughout our experience on this planet, and I I would say for me, um, coming over at twenty two, I was still very young. Okay, I was still very emotionally very young. And even I mean, you talk, we talked about resilience. Probably that was both an obstacle and an opportunity. Being that young, I mean, yes, it was tough. But three years is pretty quick to adapt to an entirely new culture, built environment, economic uh, reality. And so I feel like that was relatively uh, adaptive of you to within three years feel as you mentioned, and I like that term. If I can borrow it, comfy, 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 comfy. Uh, yeah, speaking of comfy, comfy, uh, if you're just tuning in, this is Small Talks, Big Ideas with Steve. The beautiful South Carolinian sun is just kissing the floor-to-ceiling windows here at this intimate, cozy little roadside studio. Ohm Radio, of course, is what you're dialed into, 96.3. Maybe you're listening to us after the fact on the Low Country Local First Small Talks, Big Ideas podcast. However, you are allowing us into your ear holes. We appreciate uh, your proactive approach to learning about your local independent business ecosystem. It's important to support these folks that we have on the show. All of them are in some way, shape, or form affiliated with local independent business here in the Low Country. Uh, this program, again, is coming at you from Low Country Local First, where we support all local independent businesses, all sizes, ages, stages. Um, and today, in this case, we're talking to Dr. Seth Strauss from Ideal Posture and Spine. Dr. Strauss just walked us through sort of his uh, genesis story, professionally and personally. Uh, he, he's been through a lot, and a lot of that has helped shape him, has helped, you know, for fear of sounding too cheesy, but it's true, you know, make him stronger, make him, make him honed in more on, uh, on what he finds to be important. And all of this is leading to eventually uh, him setting up this really great practice right here in Charleston. We're lucky to have him. I want to fast forward a little bit, and we can also bounce around after that, but would love to learn a little bit now, Dr. Strauss, about uh, ideal posture and spine. Tell me about the practice. Yeah, awesome. Um, so uh, start founded in 2014 um, and very unique and different than a... I don't want to sound cheesy and go typical chiropractic office, but 
even though I practice under my chiropractic license, um, I see myself more more of a health analyst and strategist hmm. rather than just solely focusing on, again, adjusting people's spine in and out type of chiropractic. Okay. Um, what I really enjoyed about Dr. Chris Miller in South Africa was that he built relationships for life. Hmm. So his patients were more than just in and out patients. Whereas even in the medical system and in a lot of different systems, a lot of different professions, you know, when it comes to healthcare, before you walk into the clinic, they're already selling you on 10 visits. Mm. Got it. Or 10 this, or 10 that, very, or 20 this, or 30 that. Mm. So very profit motivated, yes, right it, from the outset. Right or, Yeah, right off the bat. You know, I worked in a clinic in Florida where we saw over a thousand patients a week. Wow. Boom, 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 boom. Just wow. like 30 second adjustments. Hmm. And I would encourage you as a listener right now, next time you're in your chiropractic office, PT office, it doesn't matter. Look around you and pay attention. If everybody's doing the same crap, get out. Just walk out. Hmm. Like just don't be willfully ignorant. Mm-hmm. That's why we're in this mess we are when it comes mm-hmm. to the food supply. With mm-hmm. that, that's why it's yeah. woeful ignorance of the consumer. Mm-hmm. You know, they, yeah. they don't have to think. Yeah, and ultimately, that is why we're in this space, even in the alternative medical field, because we're not paying attention enough. We're not being mindful human beings. So talk to me. I think that's really interesting. There's a lot to dig into there. Um, you know, when we're talking about businesses here locally, regardless of industry or vertical, you know, there's a lot of talk about, well, there are plenty of places where I could get those cookies or my landscaping done or a charcuterie board, but my unique selling proposition is X, Y, or Z. So for folks who are brand new to the chiropractic space, maybe they've considered it to varying degrees in the past, or maybe they're going to consider it after hearing from you, Dr. Strauss, familiarize them with the sort of typical chiropractic experience as you see it, and that can be good, better, neutral, and then sort of what ideal posture and spine offers that may be a little bit different. Yeah, cool, 100%. Um, so tri- typical chiropractic visit, you go in, they give you a basically a talk about what the spine does, mm-hmm. right? I'll, I can give you a quick one, right? Your spine serves two major functions. One, it keeps you upright, that's reflected mm-hmm. in your posture. I'm sitting more upright as you speak, just to... Yeah, I'm you very self conscious. Do not look like a croissant. <laughs> <laughs> I go more for apple turnover typically, <laughs> but that might just be because the holidays are coming up. Sorry, beach, I derailed you. Beach day <laughs> Okay. Um, and number two, it houses your spinal cord. Your spinal cord is a river carrying life energy from the brain through it to every vital organ in your body. Sounds important. Every single organ in your body is totally dependent on that energy to keep you alive and healthy. Now, different stress in our life. Some sudden, boom, like motor vehicle collisions, you know? Mm. Um, others could be slow, s- slow, s- like slowly on, like, like... Gradual. Gradual from sitting for eight sure. hours a day. Sure. Either way, the spine can shift out of position. That shift in chiropractic is called a subluxation. Okay. okay. So a subluxation is creating interference like a dimmer switch at that area, which means... The cells, the tissues, the muscles, and even sometimes the organs cannot get the communication at 100%, which Hmm. means they become 
diseased over time. They don't work at 100%. Okay. And eventually that can create a cascade of other issues. Interesting. So then they go, cool, I'll see you for 24 or 36 visits, mm -hmm. two or three days a week, and pop and crack your back. Hmm. So a chiropractic adjustment doesn't align your spine. Hmm. Interesting. What does it do? Huh. It removes fibrotic tissue hmm. that's been laid down in the joints from not moving enough. Hmm. Therefore, it creates that release and the nerves can express again. Got it. But it doesn't, it doesn't realign the spine the mm. way we think as the consumer it does. Like, it's very jacuzzi. Yeah. Just think about that, right? Um, for our new listeners, you'll have to rewind the tape to understand <laughs> the callback. Even getting in a motor vehicle collision, you know, yeah. you need 12 miles an hour, right? Just 12 miles an hour to deform oh, wow. the position of the spine. That's it. But 12 miles an hour equates to a lot more force when it hits. Because you've got mathematical equations mm. on velocity okay. that's going to increase. Same thing. Fun, fun fact for every listener for today. We're getting more than your, we bargained for today. Exactly, bro. The, the, your... your Steve, what are these? Yeah, uh, shoelaces. Thank you. Your shoelaces. Yeah, thank you. I can't say shoelaces. English is hard. He's got a lot of information about fibrotic uh, uh, tendons. My There's only so much exactly. room you have in one brain. And, and I'm a and I'm a neurosurgeon, so thanks for asking me about the brain makeup. That's I'm sure that's and true. My, and, and my first language is Afrikaans, so I'm I'm forgiven. <laughs> um, but every time you walk, seven yes. G's go through those shoelaces. Wow. So through the shoelaces. Yes, sir. Okay. That's why they can come come untied. Very we're easy not for some the, people. Okay. So same thing with, with the spine. You know, it's not just gonna magically shift in and out of position. Right. So when we talk about restructuring the spine, which I am an advanced certified chiropractic biophysics practitioner. Ooh. And I'm the only one, I think, in Charleston. Wow. Maybe South Carolina, I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But we have mechanical traction units. So I do a lot of physical rehabilitation movement therapy okay. and traction therapy. Okay. So we can actually deload the spine in the right position, uh -huh. keep it there for eight minutes at least because that's the amount of time it's going to take for ligaments to rework itself with the brain. Interesting. This all makes sense. Because the ligaments is what controls the spine, okay. not the muscles. Sure. So you're, you're sort of, whereas uh, other chiropractors, and again, we're not, we're, you know, LLF, OM, you know, none of us, even Dr. Strauss, I'm sure, is not necessarily uh, condoning or condemning anything one way or the other. We're, right now, we're providing information, and I think it's really good information. Um, and and I, uh, so just to put a fine point on what you just mentioned, Dr. Strauss, to zoom in on one, one piece of that story, it sounds like, whereas the typical chiropractor, or in many cases, a chiropractor, would crack uh, or pop or do something sort of in one swift motion, right? We watch the movies and, and a chiropractor comes in and pushes something and it cracks and someone's like, oh, my spine is aligned, right? That's sort of a misunderstanding, first of all. Second of all, there are other ways to approach chiropractic, it sounds like, and it sounds like ideal, and correct me if I'm wrong, is going in there and sort of like doing, uh, you know, approaching the, the problem, which sounds to be a long-term problem with the spine or a temporary issue based on long-term misuse and dis-ease. And you're sort of, I mean, you, you made a motion with your hands. It made a lot of sense. It all synced up for me. You're almost kind of like elongating or, or, or pulling apart or unloading some of the pressure 
in a certain key area and allowing over the course of, it sounds like a scientifically backed amount of time, eight minutes, over the course of that time, the, the sort of tendons and or muscles and, and ligaments are, are, are sort of rewiring themselves in the correct position and then you're slowly reloading? Exactly. So Okay. Exactly what you said. So we, we implement a lot of decompression therapy. Okay. And, but positional decompression. Got not it. just pulling, Got it. like actually stacking the body into the right I position. See. Using traction. Using traction. Okay, interesting. So decompression mixed with traction. Got it. Um, and then all, a lot of different functional exercises. So for me, you know, um, I'm a big kettlebell proponent. Like mm -hmm. I do animal flow myself. I do all these outside the box types of things. And I teach that um, because I also have my level five personal training degree. Hmm. So I do, oh, wow. I do a big mixture between all these types of things. What also sets me apart is, like I told you, health analyst, strategist, I look at the source of an issue. Yeah. I don't have all the answers, but I'm a very well-versed researcher. Mm -hmm. I can get you the answers. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. So I've got, right. A I've got a lot of females that come to me with thyroid issues or, or gut-related issues like mm -hmm. candida and, and small intestinal bacterial overgrowth mm -hmm. and all those things. So I believe in source medicine. That means we're looking at why this human being isn't expressing mm -hmm. the way God intended or the universe mm -hmm. intended. Mm -hmm. You know, your body doesn't know a diagnosis. Your body only knows to express a certain way and manifest a certain way. So in my opinion, even though I've suffered physically, most of my physical suffering also was based in emotion. Mm -hmm. And people don't talk about that mm -hmm. enough. Emotion, emotion, emotion. So for me, in my own words that I've come up with, mm -hmm. all diseases comes down to the emotion of the individual in the environment they're in. Hmm. And if you can look at that... And be savage with the basics. Um, I, my, 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 my post, my social media post for today yeah. is going to be, you cannot heal in the same environment that created mm -hmm. your sickness. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the first Love thing that. I would tell for any human being that is really, really sick is get out of your freaking environment. Right. Like number one, yeah. or, or look at your environment objectively. Right. And right. go, okay, what is around me? Mm -hmm. And how can I make changes? Mm -hmm. that I express better. Right, right. And that is, that in my opinion is worth everything mm -hmm. because we're in a sick system. Everything is anti-health. Yep. And I don't mean that in a negative fashion. It just is because there's money in it. Right, right. So talk to me about that last piece there and, and everything you're saying I, I think is, is, is probably resonating with a lot of our listeners. I know I, I certainly am I'm finding it fascinating. Um, you know, it, it is interesting to me whenever I'm speaking with someone on this program or just in everyday life, someone from, from our circle of, of businesses that again, range, uh, across the whole gamut in terms of industry and type. Um, you know, when you introduce profit into the equation, it can confuse things, right? It, I mean, you know, I'm the director of economic development and on, uh, at low country, local first. So you know, I believe on some level that, uh, you know, seeking profit, you know, seeking profit can stimulate, if done strategically, an economy and a way of living and can make a community more vibrant, more interconnected, more bolstered and strengthened. But it can also, you know, if we're looking at profit as like the end all be all exclusive you know, motivation. And if we're looking to 
maximize profits at any cost. And I mean this in a business sense, but I also sort of mean this in an allegorical, metaphorical sense. It can be in the health world. It can be in your sort of friendship relationship world. It can be in, in your love life. It can be socially. It can be metaphysically, emotionally. If you're looking to maximize sort of just the, the transfer of capital, um, then you, you sometimes can, are you at risk, Dr. Strauss of like, and I, I don't know, I'm teeing you up for a very confusing question, but uh, and excuse me, but are you at risk of like missing the bigger picture? Like tell me, I guess more specifically in your role as a business owner here in Charleston who is professing things like, um, you know, I don't want to just crack a few things, 30 seconds, a thousand people per week. Like I'm willing to take a little bit more time with my patients. Presumably you're missing out on maximizing the number of patients you have and maybe missing out on maximizing the amount of profit you have. But is that a good thing, neutral thing, bad thing? Talk to me about that. It's just a thing. Um, hmm. And you are correct. My business model is not as successful as me seeing 100 patients a day hmm. at 30 seconds a pop. Absolutely not. But I can't ethically do that. Because do that. Hmm. I don't think that is that is the right thing to do for humanity. So when, we, when I think, I think we kneel before corporate greed at the moment due to what you said. There are businesses out there. There are businesses out there with amazing missions and amazing values and amazing like things. And I know a lot of business owners like that. But then the opposite is also true, isn't mm. it? <laughs> there are also people who could absolutely not care Mm-hmm. And it's all bottom line mm. driven. Mm. Turn this man's mic up. And so we've seen this in the pharmaceutical industry. Sure. Big time. Yep. Big time. Like no one can even argue with that anymore. You know, um, when I go and do public talks, I put three numbers in front of me. Mm-hmm. The top three killers of people in America. Number one, heart disease. Is that, is that a genetic disease or a lifestyle disease? Hmm. Please say lifestyle. Number two, cancer. And number three is not a disease. It's called a iatrogenic death. It's death by medicine. Hmm. It's medical errors. So statistically, if heart disease doesn't take you or your family, cancer doesn't take you, this system will. Yeah. And that is sad, but it's true. So and I'm not saying ev- all medicine is bad. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. So don't, don't mishear me because I've been on radio shows before and people get angry at me because of these little statements I make. But no, you'll, you'll be on BuzzFeed this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about that. But, but, but it's, it's just, I'm not saying all of it's bad. But I'm saying when you want to be healthier as a human being, you cannot go to the fire department. Mm. Huh. You have right. your paradigm wrong. Your paradigm is skewed. When your house burns down, you call the fire department. They can come save your house. Mm-hmm. You cannot fix the house using the same tools. Right. Yeah. And also maybe don't leave your oven on with That's right. a loaf of bread in there. There you go. For two days straight while you're on vacation. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But listen, again, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, very familiar, intimately familiar with neurosurgery and really high levels of medical information. So definitely listen to me. Um, no, that, I hear your point. Listen, that's coming across loud and clear. I want to I dial in on that a minute. Like, What about local independent businesses, smaller businesses, family-based, community-oriented businesses like Ideal? 
makes it possible to not just crack a bunch of spines, maximize profits, but also and not kneel at the you know the feet of of corporate greed. Uh, like, how are you able to maintain uh, your life without maximizing profits? That sounds ridiculous, I know, but there are people out there who I think. I think want to ruminate on that reality that it is possible, but sometimes don't have a North Star example of someone who's doing that. So I love bringing people in, particularly folks who have your ethos, which is like you can be a good person and a good steward of your community and still make a lot of money, maybe not as much as you could, but still make enough to sustain yourself and your lifestyle. So tell me like, if you don't mind getting personal, like tell me like what that's like to like not always be chasing every last dollar. So, so for me, it's really relationship based. Hmm. Um, I tr- every patient that comes in, I'm going out to build a relationship first, a lasting relationship, which means I know that if I do that and I do my job correctly, more people will come from that. Hmm. And I don't do a lot of advertising. I don't spend money on that. It's word of mouth. Hmm. I like like almost every single new patient I've had in the last two to three weeks, which has been many, has been just word of mouth. Wow. From friends and their family and everybody else. Um, Love it. And I think relationship-based, especially local, yep. is the way to go. Build, you, build relationships. Get out there. Like, love on people. Connect yep. with people. Yep. You know? And when I was very young, I wanted to force all of that. Mm. But there's no forcing anything. You know, Bruce Lee, be water. Mm. Just flow, just go with it. And um, also, I've spent a lot of time working on myself. Like, yes, you can have both. I try and go to the beach almost every single day Oh wow! when I can. I tell all my patients, walk at least for an hour consecutively a day. I get that in, you know, all those little things yep. that make such a big difference. Yep. And I know my, my, my people in my clinic are like family. And I know they know that I'm also on this journey with them. Hmm. Like, let's get better. Let's see where, where there's more that we can explore. Beautiful. So for folks listening in, we've just got a few more minutes here. Dr. Strauss, I'm learning a lot. I want to squeeze out every last bit of free information I can for myself and my listeners with the hopes that through this word of mouth, they come back around and hopefully inquire about how to flourish and build and blossom that that relationship with you personally and professionally. But we'd love to learn from you. Uh, are there any other little... You know, Humans love their little quick, and, and nothing is easy, right? Everything is connected, and everything is multivalent, and they, you need more time than just three seconds on a radio show to get some sort of little quick tip. But everyone likes their hacks, right? And their their life hacks, their bio hacks. Like if it's not on a BuzzFeed list, I mentioned BuzzFeed before. If it's not on a list of ten things to do, like it's like I don't have enough time for that. Of course, I like to encourage folks to sit down and sit with their ideas and their thoughts, and and, and think about meaningfully think about how they can better interact positively with their community, business, and otherwise. That's why this is Small Talk's big ideas. It's an hour. It's freewheeling. You're probably tuning in and out, hopefully not out more than in. But you know that we like to sit here and ruminate and let ideas breathe. Um, So if you have more than 10 seconds, that's fine, Dr. Strauss, but would you mind providing one or two ideas beyond just walking an hour a day, which is an incredibly important one, and I love starting there. Are there other little tips that that might uh, that might be generalizable to a large group of people, and I apologize putting you on the spot. I'm just you're such a wealth of knowledge. I'd love to share this out with some of our listeners. Cool. Pay attention. Eight universal principles of health and healing for every single human being on this planet. Whew. Let's do it. I did not come up with these. Okay. 
it's not mine. This is I've just paid attention to a lot of good things out there. Yeah. So always emotions first, right? So we're going to start very simple. What is your belief in something greater than you? That's one. Mm -hmm. Two, what's your purpose on the planet? Three, your social circle, your relationships. Four, sleeping. Mm. Five, breathing, meditation, and prayer. We're going to put that into one. Okay? Love, love it. So it's all there. Sure. Um, six, okay? Body movement. I don't say exercise. Mm -hmm. I don't say exercise. Seven, we're going to talk about nourishment and hydration. And number eight, these are all equally important. Mm -hmm. Natural light. Hmm. Ooh, sort of a wild card at the end there. But mm. I'm liking that one. Okay. Meaning sunlight. Th thank you. Sunlight. I, I don't know. Is that right? Okay. Yes. Does the sun shine when it's cloudy? Hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's daytime. Yeah. People, people are like, oh, no, I can't go outside. It's cloudy. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Sun's still out there. You still need that stimulation. Right, Your brain right. needs that stimulation. Yes. So yes. when we look at all the anthropological research mm -hmm. on the planet... How, how many hours did our ancestors spend outside? All day. All day. Yep. All day. Well, and, they, well, they and, were on their iPads a little bit. But, <laughs> but I get your main point. And now we want to go and go, oh, the sun gives, gives us vitamin D3. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. That's, that's right. what we've boiled it down to scientifically. <laughs> right, right, right. That's awesome. Right, right, right. right. So those well, there's so much ancient knowledge out there, right, that we're now just putting... Because it's now in our, you know, homogenized, like, you know, westernized, often white male vernacular, suddenly everyone's like, oh, yes, it's truth. But, but it's that's like, that's what, been around for That's money. what happened with me. I published my first paper. I presented at a neuroscience conference, not a chiropractic conference. Oh, wow. And I looked around me and I go, I'm done. Everybody mm. here is sick and mm. unhealthy. What is the point What's the point? Right, right. In all the science, mm -hmm. when we have nature all around us yep. that we are not utilizing. Yep. Uh, Henry David Thoreau said nature is health. Nature is health. Um, I completely agree with it. My, like for me, God is nature. I connect with it. Yeah. And by transitive property for you, God is health. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're we're getting mathematical up in here. We're get, we're science based. We're talking about rivers of light through our spines. Doctor Strauss is bringing us on a socio emotional spiritual journey, and we're uh, we're just grabbing some oars. Zandrina, our uh, incredibly talented uh, director here for the day on the board, is just like dropping invisible mics or like handing them over to Doctor Strauss to drop. If you're tuned in, you're learning a little bit. I'm sure you want to learn a little bit more. Uh, about not just your own personal journey towards health and light and a better life as a business owner or just as a citizen of, of Charleston and, and the world, um, but you probably want to learn about how you can continue that journey in a positive way and how you can do so with somebody here who's local, right? Your health is also personal and personal is local and local is personal, local is your health. More transitive properties coming at you, I think. I don't know. Go ask a mathematician in your life. Point is... 
you're probably thinking to yourself, well, I want to continue to be healthier. I want to get healthier. And I'd like to learn about who here locally can help me do that, can help my friends do that, can help my family do that. And eventually, how can I make the people I spend 70% of my day, my colleagues, my employees, healthier and therefore happier? We know from all of our member services at Low Country Local First, health, happiness, it's tied to hiring and retention. And you get people on staff, you want to keep them there, you want to make sure they're happy, you want to make sure that they feel like you've got their back. There's ways to do that. You connect them in with individuals in our community who know what they're talking about, who run their own local business, and they can provide for you, for your business, for your employees. We've got one of them here today. His name's Dr. Seth Strauss with Ideal Posture and Spine, based right here in the Low Country. Seth, where can folks learn more about you and Ideal Posture and Spine? And we'll talk a little bit more. We still got a few more minutes, but I want to make sure anyone listening in knows where to find you to get more information and maybe link up with you. Yeah, cool. Um, if you ever want more information, you can just text me or call me directly at 843-735-2731. That's 843-735-2731. You can go to my website. It's called postureandspine.com. Very easy. but Love it. Throwing the number out there. Yeah, dude. Perhaps 100%. Is that the office number? No, that's my cell phone. Risky. Risky business, but I like it. Okay. I run pretty much almost everything myself. He's like salt I, like of the I earth. Said, He's a man of the people. He's given out a cell phone number. We love it here. We love to we love to see it. I, I also, I, I do take new patients, but I always have a 30-minute complimentary interview with them. Okay. Love that. The reason I've got an interview is that I see that I want to find out if we're a good fit for each other. Sure. Smart. Not just if they're, they're just a good fit for me. It's got to be both ways. Smart. I don't work with everybody. I've I've had numerous people this year where I go, I am not the person to work with. Sure. You're better off going to X, Y, and Z. And to give people an opportunity to do a little bit of self-pre-screening, like someone who's never been to a chiropractor before but is listening to this conversation or has done a little research on their own and says, you know what? That ache or that pain or that issue, I think it might be tied to a little bit of what Dr. Strauss is talking about. What sort of information can you equip them with to get a better idea as to whether they should be bringing their issues towards someone like you or not? Well, it's conversations are always brilliant. Mm. Like I, I, I think we don't have enough conversations. We like especially in that in that type of environment. Um, I had a mom bring in her her sixteen year old son, who's a phenomenal soccer player, the yeah. other day, and this kid has aches and pains and this and that. And the entire conversation was based off this kid's Euro, which was Cristiano Ronaldo. And all I had to ask the kid was a couple of basic questions. What time do you go to sleep every night? He goes, mm. ah, about 1.30, 2 o'clock. Mm. And what do you do before you go to sleep? Well, I'm typically on my phone. I'm watching movies. Great. What do you eat for breakfast? Uh, I pr- typically go to Chick-fil-A, do this X, Y, and Z. Mm. Anyway. So I ask him all these questions. Mm-hmm. Then I go, okay, so let's talk about your Euro. What time do you think Cristiano Ronaldo goes to sleep every night? He goes probably around 10 o'clock. I go, okay, cool. <laughs> what do you think he eats for breakfast? And he gives me all the right answers. Right, and I'm right. just like looking at him and he goes, and he's, he's smart. Like most, most people I talk to are very intelligent. Yeah. He, he just looks at me and he goes, oh, so I'm doing this to myself. Mm. I go... <laughs> A tough bill to swallow. I go, yeah, mom, you're not going to pay any, me any money. Yeah. The kid's got to fix this. Right. If he still has aches and pains after that, yeah. fine. Yep. Then come back. 
and we can work and tweak. Yep. But before that, sort that out, please. Mm. So take a good look at the mirror. And, you know, no one's going to be able to comprehensively diagnose every little piece of themselves. But to your point, I think it's a great one. If there are the obvious ones, right? If you're trying to be X, Y, and Z, but you know you should be doing A, B, and C, but you're doing something else entirely and it's not getting you there, well, maybe you got to take a look at what you're doing, what you're putting into your body, when you're going to sleep, these basic things. It's difficult, It's and you're right. It's very difficult for most people to see that, though, because mm. of willful ignorance. Yeah. So even with most of my new patients that I do accept and I work with, I do a two-week food, poop, and mood diary. Hmm. The reason I do that is maybe we want to tweak something. Yeah, like a, di- a diary. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> First one's free. But when everybody sits down with their own diary. Yeah, love it. They go, oh, I guess I don't eat as good as I think. Oh, I guess I don't feel as good as I think. The, f- the fact of the matter is we are short-term based thinkers. Hmm. We think in the now. Yep, yep. Especially uh, these uh, days. I got a little bit of aches here, but oh, uh, you know, it's not that. It's not that bad. You know, tomorrow it'll be better. Right. So right. I, that's our conversation mm-hmm. with ourselves. Right. You know, most people. And like, you're getting these little hits of dopamine from scrolling through endlessly, and you're like, oh, okay, that's a, that, I'm forgetting about it. That's you're a great yourself. conversation for a late night show. Yeah. The the hacking of the American mind. Yes. <laughs> I like where you're going with that. Great, great, great book by Dr. David Pullmutter, but same, same concept, dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. And yeah. ultimately, we, we want to take inventory. So the eight principles I listed, yeah. just do yourself a favor for two weeks, write those down. Yep. Take inventory on yourself mm-hmm. because the power that you were created with, your body is super intelligent. It has more healing capabilities than any pull potion or lotion will ever mm-hmm. ever ever have but you have to remove the interferences to the system yeah and most of the time it's you doing it to yourself i love it i love it we've unfortunately got to pause here uh you know until next time dr strauss but this has been incredibly informative yes, and uh yeah and I, and I and i hope inspiring for our listeners as well you're listening to small talks big ideas with Steve, we are a product, a program, an initiative of Low Country Local First, and this is all made possible through OM Radio 96.3 in the Greater Charleston area. Thank you, Dr. Strauss, for being here. We'll see you next time. I really appreciate you carving out a little bit of time to talk about your practice and your life here in Charleston. Thank you so much, Steve. Appreciate you, bro.